0: And we are back with another Morning Roast edition of the Black Window Cream Podcast, where every Wednesday morning we deep dive into creative topics with the goal of giving you a daily dose of motivation and inspiration. I'm your host, Ben Haggerty, a.k.a. Ben Realverse World. Typically here is my co-host, David Malave, but he's not here right now, so it's just me. Today's episode is for any content creator who has lost work due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, All productions of any scales have come to a halt. People are mandated to stay home for the foreseeable future, and most of us are wondering... How the hell am I gonna pay for rent? As you might know, the government has started initiating programs to help people survive financially while most businesses are forced to shut down. To make sense of all the madness, we brought in certified tax accountant Kevin Smoot to explain what you can do right now as a creator to receive money from the government. We talk about the stimulus package, unemployment, and different loans available to creators, all of which everyone should be looking into and taking advantage of. I highly advise you take notes on this episode, but if this is the first time tuning in the podcast, You're probably wondering. What the fuck is Black Window Cream? Great question. Black Window Cream is the illest educational resource for content creators fueled by caffeine. Or at least I take my coffee, Black Window Cream, but you can drink or not drink whatever caffeine you fuck with and still be a part of our community. We have thousands of members from all around the world working together by sharing content, asking for feedback, passing tips and tricks along to one another with the goal of pushing each other to become the best motherfucking content creators on earth. And you can join our private group if you want to by going to BWNC.com slash join. We would love to fucking have you. Please join. And without further ado, I bring to you this morning roast episode and the second most epic podcast intro ever created. Right motherfucking now! Welcome to the morning roast, the place where you will get the most info from a deep dive into the topics that really need A and take some fucking notes. You bitch. All right, so Kevin Smoot is with us today. Kevin, thank you very much for joining us. I know you're super, super swamped during, of course. <laughs> during these times. Uh, um, if you could give us kind of a quick rundown of uh, who you are, introduce yourself, and let us know where you're from, but also what you do as an accountant and what an accountant is.
1: Sure. So, uh, born and raised in the Washington D.C. area. Um, that's where my company is based. Um, I own Accountability, which is um, it's a tax and accounting firm. Um, we basically operate remotely. Uh, so we have employees in different states and also clients in different states in different countries as well. Um, the sole focus is obviously tax preparation and planning, um, but it's specifically for individuals and small businesses under 50 employees.
0: But the majority of our listeners who are creatives, they operate either as a sole priori- priority, or a, yeah, or, um, or a single member LLC. So they're owning small businesses and with like COVID, Everything has been kind of shutting down, obviously productions, yeah. everyone's business. Everyone's been pretty affected by this, uh, leaving us with like no work or a loss of a majority of our income just completely yeah. out the door. So our first question, I guess, is um, what's like the best possible solution provided by the government right now that creators uh, uh, could take advantage of from your perspective? What do you think sure, that so, we should be focusing
1: on? Well, so there's a, there's a number of different options and it's going to depend on, uh, you know, your business and the net income. Um, but there is the uh, EIDL, uh, which is the Economic Injury Disaster Loan. Um, that you can apply for directly through the SBA. Um, there's also the PPP, which is the Payroll Protection Program. Um, that one you have to actually go through your bank. Uh, but they have different requirements. Um, and Again, it depends on your business as to uh, what will be the best fit for you. My advice would be to kind of work with an accountant. Um, or your bank directly to be able to, to figure that part out. But then there's also a third option as well, which is uh, unemployment, mm. uh, which is now open to sole proprietors and single member LLCs. It's the first time that's ever happened.
0: Wow. That's insane.
1: If you were able to get unemployment, uh, you know, through your state, the feds will also give you an extra $600 per week uh, in order to continue to like sustain your business.
0: So for for creatives even myself included I right away I didn't imagine that I would even fit for that cuz I'm like well I don't really fall in, in the terms of unemployment and you know what I mean I've, I work for myself so and yeah business is slow right now but it could pick up what would be some of the steps I guess to prepare for that or that you should like to make you understand that you're in that bracket um what kind of creatives would fall under that is it all freelance
1: Well yeah so it's it's almost anybody um, it's almost anybody who's in, who's in freelances, who is either an owner of a business or again, is a sole proprietor. Um, I think that when you, when you look at it, it it's, it obviously it's going to pertain to your individual situation. Um, but the best resources would be, uh, one to go through SBA, uh, two to contact your bank, um, cause you'll get a loan directly through them. And then your third would also be to connect with the state. Uh, and also, you know, see what their regulations are on unemployment. A lot of states aren't ready for it just yet because it was just rolled out, you know, kind of the last week or two, so you got to give states some time to catch up. But um, I mean, I have a number of creatives who are actually just kind of waiting for the states to open up so that they can uh, apply for the unemployment. What, but It depends. Yeah, yeah, sure. Know?
0: What what typically do you need to prepare for uh, when submitting? Like, what what kind of information do you need when you submit for these types of um, loans? Or
1: so you should have a solid you should have a solid set of uh, financials because um, obviously that's what you know any type of relief is going to be based on. So uh, whether that be a, a recent tax return for 2019, whether it's a uh, kind of a um, a pro forma from like January through March to kind of show a decrease in income, Um, you want to have your financials tight there to be able to present. So if nothing else, they're going to ask for financials, tax returns, and then, of course, proof that um, that you're an actual company.
0: Right. And is there is there an issue with applying for the different options? Like, if you see, you know, one comes up, I think right away, everyone assumes the stimulus is coming and you don't do anything. And then you see grants, you know, all these different options. Is there an issue if you're applying for whatever, you know, as you see it coming, you're applying if you over apply or can that create a, a, a friction or something with your applications?
1: Yeah, I can. So, so there was a lot of, of rumors that you get, like, um, what first came out is the EIDL, and they were like, first million to apply um, gets $10,000, and they didn't really give too much of a, a stipulation as to who gets it, how it's distributed. So a lot of people were just applying. Um, and turns out you have to actually have employees in order to get that $10,000, and it's only $1,000 per employee. So a lot of people were kind of let down by that, um, but you want to go through, and you don't want to. So you want to apply, but you can't get the EIDL and the PPP kind of at the same time. Uh, you can't have both those loans at the same time. Um, the EIDL, the EIDL for the emergency purposes, that first ten thousand can reduce the PPP but you can't actually combine those loans together to get like some huge loan,
0: Right. Okay. And then can we, can we dive a little deeper into the stimulus package, kind of like what it entails, but you know, you're saying you could potentially get $600 from this and this and this.
1: Sure. So, um, I don't want to get too technical, but I'll, I'll, I'll take it there and you just let me know like if it'd be too much. Um, but basically what it is and and this is almost, we have to also factor in the stimulus checks that are going out too, the $1,200, um, which I guess I'll briefly go over that. Um, so there's there's the the stimulus packages for individuals and for businesses. Um, so proprietors can get a mix of both because they are individuals and they're businesses at the same time. So on an individual level, there's the uh, $1,200 check that you would get, or direct deposit that you would get um, if you're single, $2,400 if you're married, uh, but that phases out once you get over $75,000 uh, in income, like net income, um, as an individual, and then $150 um, as a married couple. Uh, so, you know, most of the time people don't understand the difference between gross and net income, but net income is going to be after all of your expenses. You know, what are you left with and then that's going to determine um, just how much you're going to get in terms of the stimulus check. There's also the five hundred dollars for each dependent under 17 years old that will get factored into that as well. Um, So on an individual level, you know, that's for some people, it's a um, it's a good chunk of change.
0: Right. Of course. And you're like, it, it, just by meeting those standards, you're guaranteed that whole sum of money, 1200 for this, 24 for this. If you have, if you have children or whatever, you're, it's guaranteed that, or is it a portion of that based on the income? So if you're right at the top of the the breaking point of your net income, does yeah. that change the amount of money you would get?
1: It does. Yeah. So let, let's say for an individual that's making, let's say a hundred thousand okay. dollars, um, they're going to be completely phased out because the phase out when you it starts at seventy-five thousand, and then it completely phases out at ninety-eight thousand. So let's say they're at sixty thousand, then they're going to be entitled to the full twelve hundred uh, dollars. The stipulation is you have to file either a two thousand eighteen or two thousand nineteen tax return. That, that kind of gets you in the system. Um, if you don't, let's say you're behind in taxes, if you don't, and then you you know spend the year catching up. Well, then you'll get it next year because you'll have a record that you didn't receive the stimulus for this year.
0: Really? So even yeah. if, say this stuff's all, all done with in the next three months or something, I don't just give an ideal scenario. Uh, it's yeah. done. You're saying next year you could still get that back paid to you. Correct. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Cause I did, I, I was wondering if, you know, if people were late, if there was an opportunity to quickly like try to file your taxes now, and then can you benefit from it now? But for sure, that's just guaranteed later down the road. There's no way for, for them sure. to process it quicker.
1: Yeah. yeah. And I do have a lot of people that are like, let's just get the returns done now because they need it now. Yeah. Um, but if you fit the description, uh, you know, if you're within the thresholds and you missed the boat this year, you would still get it on your return next year.
0: Right. Okay. So then for for how you were saying, you, you as an independent, but also as a business owner, what is there any additional perks that you receive as a, Business owner, being you know having a small business.
1: Well, so that would be like the EIDL, the PPP, and then the being you know eligible for unemployment, which you normally are.
0: Right, and again, I'll put the links. I'll say it at the beginning, but I'll put the links to a lot of this information in the in the description because I know it's it's a lot to take. It's a lot. (laughs) It is for sure. Um, Okay, so yeah, so can we? I guess. Out of the, the types of loans or options for small businesses, what would you say are the most, like the first ones that we should focus on? If we haven't applied for anything, we're just chilling. We haven't, you know, we're just kind of waiting this out and we're comfortable right now, but if you're starting today, what should someone take action on immediately?
1: So if if you're comfortable, if your business hasn't taken a hit, I wouldn't apply for anything. Right. Um, you know, because you kind of want to leave it for people who are actually, you know, going through kind of that that, that rough patch. Sure, for sure. Um, so you know, if you're comfortable, if business hasn't fluctuated at all, the negative, then you know I wouldn't. There's no point in taking out a loan for kind of no reason, in a sense, anyway. Right. But if you if you are in that situation where you know you need like you need that help, um, it's hard to kind of pinpoint the avenue that you can go to because it depends on your specific situation. And you'd be a better fit for like an EIDL or if you'd be a better fit for like a payroll protection plan. Um, and then the processes and paperwork behind it. Um, or if unemployment is just better for you, like let's say for wedding photographer, um, you know, they're not going to have any expenses coming up because there's no wedding, they don't need to rent equipment, things like that. Recommendation would be to go for unemployment um, because you're just, you're out of income. Uh, but if you're seeing like a, a decrease, then you know the PPP may be better for you, where you can get that loan forgiven, um, or the EIDL. It, just, it really depends on you know the person's yeah. individual.
0: So say you're say you're a wedding photographer, videographer, whatever, and you have an office space where you're that's where you're working out of, and you're putting money into that every month, and maybe you have an employer too. Um, at that point, you're you're trying to decide the value and and what you know if no one can work, you're paying a lot of money for these things that don't make you money anymore and that's where you kind right. of start going in the hole and and it becomes a crisis point yeah yeah um yeah okay so for for people who might not know i guess could you what qualifies a small business and um you know a single member llc versus having multiple employees like at what point do you fit the mold for for you know the qualifications to apply sure
1: so anybody under 500 employees oh okay which is, <laughs> right. is, is those creatives, right? Yeah. Um, cause they're, they're typically operating either by themselves or in like a small operation. It's not, you know, there's, there's a pretty big, uh, leeway before you get to, to 500.
0: Yeah. Wow. That's a lot. Okay. Yeah. Um, and uh, what is there grants sp- outside of the loans? Cause I know a lot of the, the confusion, I think, and even when I started looking into it, it's like, okay, here's, here's loans that are You know, you get low interest loans and and the problem right away is, well, shit, now I'm just going to go into more debt. And then you hear these loans are forgivable if you do X, Y, Z and you have to submit certain things. Um, Is there grants, too, that are completely forgivable or is it all kind of sound like it's just going to be forgivable at this point? Uh,
1: Yeah. So that's the thing, Uh, you know, like you'll hear, especially with the PPP, you'll hear people call it grants. You'll hear people call it loans. And so it kind of scares people off because it's like, I don't want to take on a loan. But if you take on a loan that's forgiven, well, technically you can, it's a grant, you know. So, um, so I, I think that you should, the person who's applying for the loan should understand kind of the terms and the terminology, uh, behind it so that they know like, okay, this is a loan that I'm taking, but it'll be forgiven and I won't get taxed on it. So, you know, I'm okay there. Um, I think even, and you have to check the details of the loans too, because let's say, for example, the PPP, um, it's a loan, but any part that's not forgiven is converted into like a two-year, an actual two-year loan at like 1%. So you're, you're paying, you know, close to nothing for, for the money to be able to use it. And you still have a period to pay it off. Um which I'd imagine for most people, their loans not going to be a huge amount of money that would put them in a situation where they can't really, you know, pay it back.
0: Right. Yeah. It seems to be a, a, a fear that most people aren't applying because of that. But I think hopefully this kind of opens it up to understand a little bit better. Um, yeah. wait, I guess for, for the challenge here is, you know, how do people find out when to expect the payment, like they fill out anything and and then they Mm -hmm. just, we're kind of just in the sea where we wait and we have no idea (laughs) how we're supposed to find out. Is it an email? You know what I mean? Is it, does it just show up?
1: It literally just shows up. Like, um, I've gotten emails from clients today where they're like, Hey, I got my stimulus check on Friday and it just like showed up in my bank account. So it it literally, it just shows up, you know, obviously, obviously if you're going through like the loan process, then they're going to let you know, okay. You know, your loan's been approved and funds will be dispersed in the next, you know, two to 10 days. Right. You'll have some type of window, but for the stimulus chunks, yeah, they've just been showing up in people's accounts.
0: I told you that we have a, a creative community and you are also, an, they'll know in the beginning, but you were a photographer yourself. So you understand this the position we're all in um, pretty well. Yeah. Uh, so I, I wanted to open it up and do a QA and a so people could ask you questions too. Just this may not directly reflect, uh, the current pandemic and all these issues we're having, but just general questions I think are, are pretty cool for, for them to ask an accountant directly. Um, yeah. so anyway, let's, uh, get it started. The first question comes from Yazi. um, says, can you explain the different types of corporations and how taxes work for them? Um, the SC and the LLC could, you, and you don't have to spend too much time into all of these, but, cause I know there's quite a few questions, but
1: yeah, well, so this is, um, this can be a very long-winded question. So I'm going to try and keep it as like, I'm going to try and break it down as non-technical as I can. Um, uh, but basically, um a single member LLC is you. You know, you are the company. Um, there is no legal protection, no limited liability protection. Like it's just you um, and you're taxed based on the net income. Um And you're taxed. Um, at 15.3% for self-employment tax, in addition to your normal tax rate. Um, Then we're going to bump up to a single member LLC, which is basically the exact same thing, but you have a limited liability protection, kind of a a veil around you. The thing is, is that most people pierce this veil to the point where they're basically a sole proprietor with all the legal exposure, Um, but with LLC at the end of their name. Then we'll bump it up to an S-Corp, which an S-Corp is, it's a a federal classification. So you can be a single member LLC and then elect to become an S-Corp. An S-Corp has uh, tax benefits, um, but it's also a lot more complicated to actually manage. Um, I don't recommend anybody do like a S corp by themselves and try and fully manage that because you have to run payroll. You need to be in compliance with what's called reasonable compensation. Um, and you also need to know what you're doing in order to maximize the actual benefit of um, the reasonable compensation versus what flows through as just regular ordinary income. Um, C-corp is like you're completely separate from the company where literally the company is its own entity, and then uh, you are just an employee of the company. And whatever you uh, get paid out has to be done either through dividends or through payroll. And then that entity, the C Corp is taxed by itself. Um, I wouldn't recommend this for creatives at all, because uh, it's just not advantageous because you earn the money, you wanna be able to pull it out. Um, so I wouldn't recommend a, a C Corp, that's the gist of it without
0: no, kind of, Hey, that was a good breakdown.
1: <laughs> putting you to sleep. That's the, no, uh,
0: <laughs> and I know. It, and it's good to hear it uh, from someone that knows what they're talking about. Cause we all hit Google and, and just get exhausted by legal zoom or we'll something. But, uh, yeah. All right. Uh, Chris Magna, he says, um, I have an LLC. Is it better to get paid via independent contractor or to get paid through an LLC?
1: So, like I was explaining earlier, um, so, you know, an independent contractor, which is basically like a sole proprietor or an LLC, tax implications are basically the same. Um, so it's not going to matter, you know, whether you get paid as an individual or as you get paid as an LLC. Oh. But my recommendation would be to get paid as an LLC.
0: Felicia Fullwood says, should we be filing for unemployment if we didn't lose all of our work, but most of our work?
1: Uh, so that's going to be a very specific question and that's going to depend on like what your actual net income is, um, if you'd even qualify for unemployment, uh, and just how much work, you know, was actually lost. So that, that would be, it's, it's tough, you know, because it depends on your individual situation.
0: Yeah. I had a friend whose, um, full-time job still has it but the part-time job that would bring in an extra couple hundred bucks a week got nixed, which hurts them because they banked on those extra hundred dollars every month or every week. But then they're in this tough predicament of like, when is it okay to be, you know, feel like I need to have financial help just for that. Even though the full-time job is still intact.
1: Right. Which the chances are they're not going to get unemployment. Right. Okay. Because you know, the first question is, have you worked? And it's going to be like, well, well, yeah, I got a full-time job. Well, (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Um, All right. Let's see. Julian Smith. Oh, that's my old roommate. Hi, uh, he said, "What are honest, reliable resources to check on on my own and keep up with as far as tax benefits? Anything that you could recommend that people will be studying to kind of a trusted source that they could pay attention to?" I don't
1: know, man. I thought I was the only photographer who would ever want to be an accountant. Yeah, but uh, it sounds like. Sounds like he does too. I would, I would honestly, I would recommend, um, so for me, I put out a newsletter every week, just kind of different tips. I do, I do two a week. One is for individuals, one is for business owners. Um, and so I would recommend kind of latching on to somebody who is putting content out that actually you're able to relate to. Right. Uh, I mean, a general answer would be IRS.gov, but I mean, your brain is going to explode by the time you open right. up a publication there. So, so I would get on, I mean, if I were him, I would obviously sign up to my newsletter. Yeah. How do we do that? Yeah. Do a plug, yeah. do the plug. You go, go to my website, um, wwwaccountability Com. Cool. Um, you can sign through the newsletter there. Content's always up to date. Uh, you know, in times like now where things are getting crazy and changing all the time, I'll do more than one a week just to make sure that you're, up to date Um, and I answer questions from people who aren't clients all the time just to you know be a resource Um, but you know outside of happening like an NBC or you know Google um, I would say to actually get on to somebody who's putting out content that is relevant to your situation.
0: Yeah. Trustworthy source. I agree. We'll put a link in the description, obviously. Um, Keeley creative says, when should I file my taxes now or later? Um, I know obviously tax, everything got pushed until July. Um, at this point, what do you suggest?
1: Well, it depends. So, you know, if, uh, if she hasn't filed for 2018 and wants to get on the stimulus package, then, you know, clearly the sooner the better. Right. Um, if she owes and knows that she owes, uh, it really wouldn't make a difference whether she filed now or filed later because the balance isn't due until July 15th. Right. So I say personal preference personally as an accountant, I would say do it now because the last thing I want to do in July is taxes. (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's uh, it's all, it's all preference. As long as it's done by the 15th (coughs) of July, you're good.
0: Right. Okay, cool. Um, Couple questions left. Neville Wraith, <coughs> Wraith. I don't know how to say your last name. Sorry. Uh, yeah, there it is. Now that most of us are forced to work from home, how does this factor into taxes as a deductible um, expense? Can we deduct how much?
1: Yeah, so you can deduct. It's called the home office expense, um, where it's a it's a calculation of um, you know how much you've used your house for utilities, rent, mortgage, all that, uh, to figure out what your deduction should be. Um, there's no limit on it, but obviously nobody's using 100% of the house to live and work. So, you know, I I would use uh, your best judgment there.
0: Right. Mike Carson, shout out to Mike Carson, and shot by Bach says, How do I find a good accountant? What's the typical price range for accountants? I'm afraid to get overcharged. It's a great question.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, it is. So um, I'll do the last question first about getting overcharged. Shop around. Um, you want to shop around you know, and find something that's comfortable with you um, and comfortable with your budget. Uh, I will say that out here, you kind of get what you pay for, uh, for the most part. Um, Typical price range all depends. I mean, obviously, a photographer in Alabama versus a photographer in Manhattan are going to pay two different rates. Um, So that's why I say to to definitely shop around. Um, How do you find a good one? Uh, there's a couple of different resources out there. Um, I know there's like a Thumbtack or a Google or a Yelp search. Um, I would say there are creative accountants out there. Creative not in the sense that they push the envelope, but creative in the sense that they actually can relate to you as, like, uh, as an artist. Um, and they understand your industry, which I think is very key. Uh, a lot of accountants will just... Go with whoever comes in the door, not really understanding their business. Um, good accountants, you know, ask them like, "What do you specialize in? What do you know about my industry? Um, you know, how many clients do you have there in my industry? Uh, how long have you been in business? What's your experience? What are your credentials?" You know, you kind of want to interview them because this is going to be the person who has the potential to save you thousands of dollars or to have you lose thousands of dollars. So. Be thorough, be patient, um, but definitely go with somebody and go with somebody who you can vibe with um, because you don't want to have a conversation specifically about your financials with somebody who, you know, either you don't like or they blow you off or, you know, they're just kind of looking at you as like, you know, the photographer guy. So um, all of those things definitely take into consideration, but uh, take your time and, uh, and referrals uh, are obviously a good source as well.
0: Okay, last question uh, comes from Yazi again. <clears throat> Sorry, Yazi again. Um, any tips to maximize refunds?
1: Yeah, there's no one size fits all here. Um, specifically with people who are self employed, uh, you're not really looking for a refund. You're just looking for to pay the least amount of taxes possible. Um, so that's going to tie in with the previous question about finding like a good accountant who understands your industry uh, because they're going to know like you know I have a lot of um, a lot of clients, videographers and photographers where I have to come back and ask them, Hey, where's your mileage? Cause I know you travel, you know, um, uh, where's your cell phone belt? Because you definitely use your cell phone. Um, so you want somebody who understands your industry and, you know, can be able to come through when you're not necessarily thorough with your expenses to make sure that like you're getting every deduction possible. Sure.
0: No, that's awesome. Do you feel like we left anything out? I feel like this was solid. This is a solid 30 minutes. It's incredibly helpful, man.
1: (laughs) I mean, obviously we left a bunch of stuff out, but you know, it's, it's uh, for what we can fit and into the time. I think that um, we got a pretty good hold on things.
0: Yeah, no, we appreciate you coming and doing this. Um, Shout out to Chris too, for setting this up. Yeah.
1: Yeah. special thanks to Chris. I'll
0: link to everything in the description and I don't know. Is there anything else we should leave them with anything any tips or anything
1: for, I know that in the industry you buy a lot of equipment. Um, I will say that there's a lot of different ways to treat and expense equipment that can maximize your return or at least lower your tax liability. Um, I'd say that's a little bit of a nugget because you can either take it in full or you can spread it out. It all depends on how your tax plan is doing. Um, but you know, I get a lot of, a lot of clients who are buying fifteen, twenty, thirty, $40,000 rigs. And it's like, Can I take the whole expense? And it's like, well, do you need to take the whole expense? So you, you know, you want to be able to like step back and kind of take a look at your entire situation, combine that with maximizing on retirement. We can get we can get pretty serious if you wanted to. Yeah, no, of course. You know, it's just there's a lot of different ways that you can look at a situation from different angles. And that's why I like for me, the photographer in me balances out with the accountant in me to be able to take a look at different angles and how to actually maximize things the best way possible
0: if someone new were to reach out to you and wanted to talk shop with you and, and hire you obviously what's some questions that they or could they prepare questions i feel like that was like a fear when i walked in to meet with an accountant once it was like i'm sitting down i'm like i have all these questions i write them out but then in the in the conversation it's so casual and stuff and i, I might yeah. not even look at her i felt like I don't know, like a nerd or something for, a bit. can I read these <laughs> questions to you just to, I just need to know the answers. What's the best way to prepare uh, if if you're a first time person working with an accountant?
1: No question's a dumb question.
0: Mm.
1: You know, it's like, it's like somebody asking what aperture is. Like clearly, you know, it's like secondhand to people who know photography or cameras. Um, but it's still a good question. So, you know, definitely make sure that you have a good list of, you know, what you want to discuss But most of the time, it's going to be the vibe that you get from the accountants. It's almost like a stick with your gut kind of thing um, because that person's going to look out for you and they're going to make sure that, like, you know, there's no stone unturned when they're sitting down and talking to you because they already know most of your questions. Like, for most of the artists that that I run into, I already know their questions, I already know the answers to it. Then it's a matter of taking it up a notch to be able to say, all right, this is what you don't know that I can open you up to. After we get through all the basics of like, you know, LLC versus uh, S-Corp, after we get all that stuff covered, now it's time for me to really like, after I educate you, it's time for me to like, take care of you. So when you're talking to somebody, the vibe is going to be more important than, you know, if you've checked off every box of questions that you had.
0: Perfect, man. All right, I appreciate you, man. This is this was awesome. I I hope everyone enjoyed it. Yeah, man. thanks, man. Yeah, if you guys have more questions, drop them in the comments. Maybe uh, shoot him an email or find find his website so you can use it as a a bank. Because I'm sure now it sounds like you got an incredible website with some great assets. I'm gonna subscribe to the newsletter, dude. (laughs) I'm subscribing right now. (laughs) No, I appreciate this, dude. Have a good day. That is it for today's episode. Thank you, Kevin, for coming on the podcast. We really appreciate it. The community appreciates it. Um, It means the world to us to be able to talk to someone like you and give advice to the creatives. So thank you again. Um, All the things that we talked about will be linked in the description below. Make sure to take advantage of that. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe. We could use some subscribers. That'd be cool. Uh, So make sure to subscribe on whatever platform you use. If uh, you listen to it and you're already subscribed and you want to help us even more, share it to a homie if you think someone that really could take advantage of all these packages that we have talked about with the accountant today send them a link like send them a link to this episode let them know about this podcast also mention that this podcast is so fire and that we talk to creatives on the daily uh about how they got to where they are and we offer so many advices because this is low-key a college homie this is a college and we really out here um repping for the squad of creators out there so i think uh yeah we'd appreciate if you could spread the word that'd be cool That's it for today's episode. Hit us up on Instagram. Let us know if you like this episode at Black Window Cream and comment if you're watching this on YouTube because comments are cool and helps us out with the algorithm. All right. We'll see you in a few days, you
1: bitch.